Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is OMG Motor GP Extra, your extra dose of Motor GP with former Grand Prix rider and British champion Keith Ewan and myself. Amy Reynolds, coming up today, we'll be looking ahead to the Thai Grand Prix. And of course, you can send us your messages in on omgmotogp at gmail.com or send us a little comment on social media using at omgmotogp. Keith, I remember you saying uh, when we were chatting earlier this week that this one is one of your favourites. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a fair tie connection. I've lived there, you know, some of my family live there still. Um, so we're kind of a bit worldwide in the Huon family. There's no doubt about that. But Thailand, Thailand's an easy place to go to for me. It's a, it's a go-to destination. If you go back again, I, I've, I've mentioned it before, my life revolved around the Trimbies, Mike Trimby and, and co, if you remember, the, 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 the CEO of Erta who recently passed away. Uh, he used to organise the Macau Grand Prix. So when, out, when you went out for the holiday race at the end of the year in November, Part of that package always used to be you'd go to Thailand afterwards. So that was, you know, 40-odd years ago or whatever, even longer than that ago. Um, so we've all been going out to Thailand for a long time. Lovely country, really easy to get along with, really easy to get to um, as well. And the prices are still relatively cheap. So if you've not been to Thailand before and you've often thought about it, it's half a day away really. So if you've got 12 hours spare, sit on an airplane, out you go. Thailand, Savannapum airport is the main airport nowadays which you fly into you can take a choice if you want to go up to Buriram which is where Buriram is the the province that the, the, the track is in Chang International Circuit um, built by the guy who owns Chang Beer that was a center of, of, of Chang Beer which is slightly conflicting when MotoGP and this was a problem at one stage slightly conflicting because Singer Beer which is the major rival of Chang Beer in Thailand and internationally now um, is a sponsor of MotoGP. So that went down pretty badly when all of that kicked off uh, a few years ago at Chang International. But you can fly from Suvarnabhumi if you like, if you want to do that. Or the roads are good in Thailand. You've got to watch out for every obstacle that's coming your way, like motorcycles coming the wrong way down a dual carriageway, the odd water buffalo here and there, and some bloke meandering about in the fast lane in the pickup truck with um, 300 of his family 
you know, loaded on the back. So they're, 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 it's quite hazardous. They drive on the same side of the road as us, same side as Australia, same side as Japan. So it's easy from the transition if you fancy driving anywhere. Don't rely on um, road markings or signs. They're not that great. Um, but of course, SatNav works perfect over there. It's not like it's it's not it's not like a third world type of country anymore um, as it might have been when we went there in the first place. Um, easy to drive, probably four and a half hours, maybe five hours up from the airport. But it's a good drive. It's a nice drive. It's not one that you think, oh, I want to motorway for another hour. It's it's quite an interesting drive. You never get stuck for food in Thailand. Thailand, you know, every 20 yards is somewhere to eat um, 24 hours of the day. So if you live like I do, which is, yeah, I love the place from the fact is if I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and fancy a snack, I'd stagger out of the hotel, dodge all the local manky dogs that are always laying around everywhere. Don't get bitten, by the way, because rabies is a thing. And um, and you can go to some food vendor or some music centre or whatever it might be to go and have a night out when you weren't expecting it. It's a very impromptu kind of a place. You know, you can do what you like when you like in Thailand. Um, and when the the Grand Prix went to Buriram, I mean, they really, really embraced the Thainess and the international factor. Um, elephants at the airport, dancing girls on stage, da, da, da. When I say dancing girls, I mean Thai traditional dancing girls, by the way, not the kind that you've probably already been hearing about. Um, from perhaps Sin City down in Pattaya, which is um, probably not the place you want to go if you're going to be leading a cultural life rather than um, uh, a, 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 I don't know what to call it, <laughs> but whatever it is, probably you'd avoid Pattaya. But anyway, um, but there's so much to do in Thailand. But to go to the Grand Prix, the Grand Prix itself is a special one. It's a completely different kind of atmosphere there. The circuit itself is brilliant. It's, it's top-end international everything's there that you want um you're not going to be disappointed with it that's a fact i remember when MotoGP announced that they'd be returning to um thailand my view was perhaps initially a little bit colored because i used to go to pataya for the motocross so i was like oh okay we'll see how this goes and when we got there for the first grand prix and even just i was really lucky enough not often do you get the opportunity, do you, Keith, to go and have a little walk into the public area. But I was filming a piece for, for Fox Sports Asia, so I did manage to go into the public area. And it was amazing. The effort that bit put on by even like the local manufacturers and, and the people and just the, the atmosphere, I couldn't get over the noise. It was so loud, but it was so atmospheric and, and party-like. So it's a real special one. If you fancy that journey out, making a bit of a, a trip of it and a holiday, I highly recommend it. But this weekend, Keith, I guess one thing that's going to be on everybody's mind is the weather. We touched on it with Pete earlier this week. It's not looking particularly great, the forecast. Still very, very, very warm at 31 degrees, but... There is a bit of rain on the cars. Yeah, and it's thunderstorm rain as well, which means that it doesn't just rain there. It absolutely chucks it down. So, you know, it deals quite well with the, with the rain. I've got to say the track drained off fairly well. But you know as well as I do, once that periphery is, is soaked, completely soaked, and it looks like consistent rain and thunderstorms throughout that particular period of time, once that's all soaked, it doesn't run off anymore. And once it doesn't run off the tracker and away anymore, that's when you get a problem and, and delays and so on and so forth. So... It doesn't seem to be anything the organisers can do about it like they did in Australia where they can switch races around because it's consistently Saturday and Sunday, the same forecast pretty much. Friday, and um, we've got four or five hours of sunshine in the middle of the day, which should get us away with all the first practices and the light. So we get 
default settings sorted and so on for, for bikes and, and riders. Um, but but Saturday and Sunday is looking fairly awful. It, it might it might blow through. It's the centre of the country, Buriram. So you, you're going to get an extreme there once it builds up that um, that land mass. Um, there's nothing really we can do about it. Uh, I, I noticed uh, Alex Rins is not riding again, so uh, he he's dodging Thailand. So uh, we won't be seeing Alex Rins. So no full grid for for MotoGP yet again. Uh, Jake Dixon's got a shoulder injury, but he looks like he's going to ride in Moto2. So uh, Dixon, you know, is a man that we need to keep an eye on after that fall in Australia. Um, but everything else at the moment, I mean, there's been some interesting um, stuff coming from the, the Marquez camp uh, this week as well. You know, Paolo Giabatti at Ducati has announced that, that um, or, or, or should we say, underline the fact that Mar Marquez is going to Grassini for no pay. Um, which is what we all speculated on before that he would have to be. Yeah, it's um, Paolo Giabatti is, uh, I think it's GP1. We credit GP1 with the quote, um, the website GP1. Um, then we've got, uh, talking of Ducati, we've got Ducati announcing, it's a bit up to, to talk to your husband about it. They've they've just announced that um, motocross, they're, they're, they're coming into motocross. And I mean, the analogy there has to be that the KTM came from really endurance and motocross into road racing and look where they are in road racing now in, in Grand Prix racing. And now Ducati are going the other way. They're going into motocross. I wonder if they'll be as successful as KTM was coming our way. It's going to be an interesting uh, dimension there. Um, so Ducati are going uh, top line motocrossing. Um, is there anything else that's that's really blasting out at the moment? I think it's I think it's more about the weather. I think people are, are, are planning ahead for this weekend to be to be a wet one. It's going to mess about with our predictions, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I honestly, wait till you hear mine. I've gone for really random ones this week. Um, but I guess the one thing that will be consistently spoken about is this title race. We are really coming down to the nitty-gritty stuff. Uh, 148 points up for grabs with four Grand Prix left and a 27-point gap between Peko Bagnaia and Jorge Martin. I thought it was an interesting comment from Christian Gabarini um, this week where I guess, you know, it's starting to get to that stage where a few little flyaway spicy comments. But I was going to ask you about this particular one. Um, Christian was saying that he won't, they're not essentially going to be looking at each other's data, which ordinarily if you are under a window of a manufacturer, it's not uncommon for them to jump between teams and look at each other's data. But I guess in terms of like when you're competing against somebody for the world title, that suddenly stops. How does that kind of come about? Difficult when you've got the weather being unpredictable as well. But you you obviously have to focus on your own um, stuff first. You know, yeah, I would Take Digi. You know, Digi and Antonio. I mean, like at the end of the day, once they went away from the, the, the form book, if once they went away from looking at the other seven Ducatis, they found their own way. Frankie Quachetti and, and Digi found their own way with their bike. And look what happened. We got a podium out of him last time out. And I think that's the problem. You can focus too much on what other people are doing. Use Mark Marquez as an example. I always remember Cal Crutchlow saying, yeah, we've got access to his data. But you look at it, and if I try to ride the bike the way he rides the bike, I crash at every corner. You know, it's it's data is great, and it's really good when you've got a nuance that you're looking for and something you're actually looking for. And again... There are different strengths. Bagnaya's strength is braking. This place that we're going to, Buriram, has got two major braking areas. The last corner is a 90-degree bottom gear right-hander that you can muddle your way around um, because the finish line is only 50 yards further out of the corner. So basically, it doesn't matter if you've messed the corner up. As long as you've rammed it up the inside of somebody, picked them up, 
you can squirt to the line without any slipstream. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Worries at all halfway down the straight. So, you know, the final corner here is a, is a, is a Banzai do-it-or-die kind of a corner. Um, which is why I've got Brad Binder quite high up my list of um, predictions, which we'll go to in a minute. I bet you have as well, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, from from a Jorge Martin, Bagnaia, they ride kind of differently as well. Bagnaia is very much on the front end, very late breaking, very, very, you know, big trail breaker. If anything, Martin's a tiny weeny bit weaker on, on the brakes, but he gets traction out of corners and, and can, you know, finds performance from his motorbike in other areas. So, you know, we're at the stage really where I think that, that they are going to concentrate on their own strengths and try to use it. But as I say, there's two massive braking areas here at uh, Buriram, and uh, it's going to favour the the last of the late breakers in two particular places on this track for making a pass. Paco came away from Phillip Island and said that they're perhaps going to start approaching the weekend a little bit differently in terms of not concentrating so much on working towards the race. But I was wondering, Keith, I mean, this has been two races on the bounce. He's found himself in Q1. How much do you think where they change the whole format of the weekend in terms of giving the riders a little bit more free practice time? So essentially now they've gone from having three opportunities to get themselves directly into Q2, which we know is very important these days now they've got one single session yes it's a little bit longer but having to do it in one session do you think that's perhaps what's kind of throwing the cat amongst the pigeons with Pekka? i think this is where we're going to have the riders union when that when that finally gets um formed formally um that's where we're going to have trouble because the riders union are definitely going to be going for it as right regards excuse me track time um yeah there isn't enough there isn't enough to do the jobs they've got to do. There was hardly enough in the old format, so there's definitely not enough now to make it work. And you're qualifying for qualifying at the end of the day. Ben Iyer, you know, Q1 is not the place to be. You know, middle of the pack, if you, if you mess it up and you end up middle of the pack, row five, and it's a wet race like we might have at Buriram, you are mired in all the spray and the... And you immediately put yourself in the zone of danger. You know, you're riding around with people that you perhaps wouldn't be normally riding around. Mistakes are made in the middle of the pack. People get taken out. People get pushed off the... Off the you just open it up for a disaster. You've got to be on the front two rows, minimum, um, in a race like Buriram, in my view. In most races, you've got to be on the front two rows. 
Um, and if you're not, then you're, you're, you're fighting with people and you're using up tyre life. You know, that's the other thing at the end of the day, if it's a dry race, you know, Phillip Island is, is, is critical. It was a tyre race in the end. It looked like Jorge Martin had remarkably made the right decision to have a soft tyre on the back with, along with Marquez and Polis Bauer, I think it was. Those are the only three that ran soft rear tyres, but it was completely the wrong choice. Um, and you're right, Magnaia spent a lot of time on race pace. It paid off just um but it i wouldn't guarantee that for for every single round it depends on the weather it depends on on you know whether you've had the time on it i think bangnaya has got to look a bit more like Jorge martin he's got to go for it he's got to get stuck in straight away um we'll see what happens in buriram i think it, you know it's going to be a wet one uh, i i think that's almost guaranteed um either sprint or grand prix or both um so really are you going to get time to get a good wet weather set up? It's going to be a, a bit more of a lottery, I feel, at Buriram. We'll see. Zarko can come into the, into the frame again, having just that, had that win. And he's good in this kind of stuff as well. You got him in your three. Have you got him? I haven't put Zarko in, and well, now I'm regretting it. Now you mentioned it. I threw in Jack Miller because obviously he's well known for his wet weather prowess, but I didn't actually throw in Zarko. So now I might have to sneakily change them without telling you. Um, the other thing I was going to mention as well is that you would expect Jorge Martin to kind of come back all guns blazing and you, know, you might ha hear a few people say, you know, there's no way he's going to make that kind of mistake again. Okay, he might not make that kind of mistake again. But I think, to be honest with you, with his inexperience, and, you know, he's not completely, totally unexperienced, but in comparison, I just feel sometimes with Jorge Martin is he can, we, we thought he kind of moved out of this stage of, of leaving himself open to making a few few errors and things like that and back in the day Jorge Martin's errors unfortunately used to leave him injured I don't think personally now the pressure is on that's the last mistake we'll see from Jorge Martin yeah it's a, it's a good statement it's, it's an interesting statement you make there because you know he has come quite a long way when it comes to the consistency stakes um I, I mean take Australia out of the equation the team said they made the choice regarding the tyre. I kind of don't believe that. At the end of the day, the rider generally vetoes that if, if he doesn't believe it's going to work for him. Um, maybe they did. I can't imagine what they were thinking with that, you know, because just about everybody and his dog said that was the wrong decision. Um, and some quite experienced dogs um, said it was the wrong decision. Stoner, Doohan and, and the like. And quite good people, um, especially the no Phillip Island. So I don't understand how they got to that. And they've got to really stop themselves from getting in that situation, really, when you go for a championship. You know, it's, it's, it, it, it cost him a lot of points. I mean, there's a nine-point deficit between him and Bangnaya. You know, it, it could have been a bloody 14-point deficit if, if Bangnaya had managed to pinch the win. You know, that, that in one race is too much at this stage of, of the year. So they've, they've, got to, they've got to really work on their um, thinking a little bit when it comes to this. But will he be consistent? As, I think he's over to an extent now. Uh, that kind of inconsistency has been before. Indonesia was unlucky. He's had two racetracks, really, that have been unlucky. Indonesia, if you moved off the one-yard racing line where there was a bit of rubber, you could you could find yourself in a mistake. He was head and shoulders above everybody else in Indonesia. And that silly mistake, I mean, the look on his, you know, we couldn't see his face, but the, the way he held his hands to his helmet, it's just unlucky. And the, and the same thing in Australia, you know, he'd have been a hero if, if it had been one lap shorter. You know, it's... But that's what we're working with nowadays in Grand Prix. It's all thousands of a second. 
and um, and very very tight you know decision making. Um, it's going to be a bit of a dogfight this weekend, but I also think that we're going to have a few more people in the race. And I mentioned it last time when it comes to spoilers, it's who is between these two riders. It's who gets amongst them. Binder is definitely going to. Miller is definitely going to. Zarco now. You know, if that Frenchman becomes a believer and and, and the weather is, you know, he, he makes a bike last as well, or a tyre last too. So Binder is, a, a you know, a late race comer usually too, and he's good on the brakes. This place, you need that kind of performance. So... We're going to have people that are going to be between um, Martin and Bregnaia, and that is what is going to change this championship outlook, I think. Okay, that leads us perfectly into giving our predictions. Interestingly enough, Ducati have never won around the Tarang International Circuit, where I don't think you can turn up too many places these days and say that. So, Keith, you go for it first. Let's, let's do sprint predictions first. Well, I'm going for a double binder, actually. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a KTM in both sprint and GP. So Binder, I'm going Binder, Martin Miller, sprint, Binder, Zarco, Bangnaya, GP. That's so interesting. Wait till you hear mine now. So for sprint, I've gone for Martin, Peko, Binder. And the Grand Prix, I've gone for Peko, Mark because he's got a previous win there. And I think if it's wet, if there's any type of flag-to-flag situation where things just are a little bit, you know, up in the air, it can go anyway. So I've put Mark in there and I've put Miller served for the Grand Prix. I've really gone out there. Well, I don't know. I've gone out there. What, in Thailand? You could you could just about put any three in there and you might be right. Um, but, and <laughs> if you think you are, then let's have your predictions in the uh, comments section below uh, because I'd be interested to see what everybody else puts. And if you get it right, you'll um, you'll be buying the beers. It's, I mean, it, it, crowd-wise, you know, Somkiat Chantra will be looking to try and make it for Thailand, of course, to try and win the, the Moto2 race. You know, he could do with his another win if he can make it um, here. And if it's raining, Somkiat at home, it is going to be win or crash, quite literally. There is no option for anything else. Um, and I've got a feeling that there might be one or two that are going to be in that particular predicament. Um with the weather conditions coming our way. There are some riders that are particularly good in the wet. And I think, um, you know, Moto2 race is going to be pretty spectacular as well. With the, that last chance breaking area into the final corner, you just hold your breath every time they come down there. They came, they, if you're in that grandstand, they come rushing down that final little bit of a straight into the breaking area, three, four abreast. Everybody tagging each other, smacking into each other. And we are going to have a lot of that this weekend, I feel. Can't wait. Listen, that's all we've got time for um, on OMG MotorGP Extra. Once again, remember, you can get in touch with us at OMG MotorGP on social media or email us a question at omgmotorgp at gmail.com. And don't forget to give our sister podcast some love as well. If you're into F1, you can check out the Motormouth F1 podcast or the brand new Paddle Movement podcast for all things paddle tennis. But from myself and Keith, uh, thank you very much. And of course, Keith, you and Harry will be back next week to talk all things Thai Grand Prix.